all the fun we got up to. Okay, so if you are a um, child, you need to be sitting with your parent now. With your parent, okay? Super duper. That is brilliant. Oh, sorry. If you're youth, that doesn't include you. That's okay. You're good. You're good. Oh, you can sit there if you want to, Bethany. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, great. So, um, who can tell? Because this is an all-in service, we're going to have a little bit of interaction. Um, but don't panic. I know that sometimes frightens people away straight away. So, not looking at anyone in particular. Okay, who can tell me something that is small? Shout out. Who can tell me something that is small? Nana. A bug? A mouse? Okay. Yeah, a hairband. Yeah, yeah. Lydia. Yes. Otherwise known as big lids, but we all know that's ironic. Yes, okay, okay. Who can tell me something big apart from big lids? Don't, you're not allowed to say big lids. Matt, yes, anyone? Anything else big? Ants, ants are small, yeah. Sam, say it again. Elephant, brilliant. That's really big. Abby? A tractor, that is also big. Henry? Daddy is tall, yes. Jacob, something that's big? Henry, he is bigger than you. You're right, yeah. Rosie, a whale, Nana. Pardon? A child, okay. Oh, a giant. Yes, a giant. Caleb? A ship, a really big ship. Brilliant, brilliant ideas. Okay. If you are a little person and you need something to keep your hands busy and your brains busy, Henry, you can do this too. You need to get off the back table a piece of paper. You're going to fold it and you're going to make it into a book. You, okay, you also need pictures. I have printed off some pictures at the back. Older ones, you don't need to do this. You could draw them. You need a small page and a big page. Cut out the pictures, stick them onto the right page, and then on the back... We're going to be talking about growing things, okay? So if you've not got some of those things, go grab them now. They can keep you busy while you're also listening, okay? So we are going to start this morning, and we're going to follow on a little bit from something that Libby was talking about a couple of weeks ago when she talked about the kingdom of God. And I'm going to tell you a story this morning that Jesus told about the kingdom of God. It's about something that started off small but grows really, really big. So if you've got your Bibles with you, turn to Matthew chapter 13. We're just going to read two verses, okay? Grab a Bible off the back if you need one. There's one on the information table. Some of you have them on your phones. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 to 32. It's a really short story that Jesus told, and it goes like this. The kingdom of heaven, which is another way of saying the kingdom of God, is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches." I'm going to read that one more time because it's only two verses. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it eats the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. 
Now, the people who were listening to Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. They had fields and farms all around them. They knew what mustard seeds were, and they knew what they grow, grow into. But the problem is, I don't think we have that many mustard plants or trees in Chelmsford. Not sure about that, but I don't think we do. So Jesus, so it's difficult for us to kind of grasp what Jesus means. He talks about this seed being so tiny and so small that it doesn't really seem like it's going to do much at all, but then it grows into something that is so big and it brings life and shelter and protection and shade and food and sustenance to a whole load of birds. And he says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. He says, this is what it's like when God is in charge of our lives. When we're following him, things grow. And what he does in us and through us gets bigger. But because a mustard tree is a bit tricky for us to picture, I thought something else that's really, really big that none of you have mentioned just yet. Can you think of something that is far, far bigger than any of the things that you mentioned. Ben. Right? Yes, absolutely the kingdom of God. Can you think of something that we can see in the daytime and the nighttime that is really, really big? In fact, Nathan has already mentioned it in the picture that he had while we were out camping. He talked about the marquee. He talked about the barn. And then what did he talk above it? The sky, yeah, okay, the sky. So, so let me just show you this, okay? This is someone that if I was taught by this person at school, I would really like physics. Now, I wasn't, so I really don't like physics, but this man, I have like high, I hold him in high esteem. He's called uh, Professor Brian Cox. This is what he said. Now, he knows a thing or two about space, about galaxies, about stars. This is what he says. I just want you to listen to something he says about it. How amazing is that? It is impossible to visualize the scale of the universe. The universe is big. Now, the thing is, all of this huge, enormous space and stars and galaxies started from just one thing. It started when God spoke. So again, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to dip right back to the very first pages of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, literally the first five verses of the Bible. And this is what it says. Okay, so right at the front of the Bible, it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, 
Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Now, you might wonder why I'm showing you something about the scale of the universe, when what we're talking about is the parable of the mustard seed, which is something so tiny. But I wanted to show it to you because the universe is big, and the person who made it is bigger still. He is our creator God. He is the king, our king. And because he's big, the kingdom of God is big. It is powerful. I mean, just those, those pictures that we see of the night sky are just staggering. Now, the kingdom of God is big, it's powerful. The enemy would have us believe otherwise, but the kingdom of God is expansive, it is dynamic, it is far-reaching, it is full of wonder. There is nothing beyond its reach. It's living, breathing, moving. It's what happens when light comes crashing in to light up the darkness. It's what happens when God's life comes bursting in to fill our emptiness. And it's when he brings purpose where there was nothingness. It's where he brings order where there was chaos. It's where God's presence and power rule and reign. And this small beginning was with four little words. That's how it happened. Let there be light. And boom, the huge stars and sky and everything and black comets and black comets, black holes and comets and all those like amazing things um, that my brain cannot even begin to understand. All those things came into being. Something big that seems to come from something nothing, something that's like nothing. Our God creates order out of chaos. He brings light where it's dark. He brings life where there is no life. He grows things where it seems impossible for things to grow. And so in these first few words of creation, we see something of the kingdom of God. We might not know what a mustard tree is, but we can look up at the night sky and be amazed and see how God made something really, really big. So now that we've got something really big in our minds, let's go back to the story for today, um, which is about this mustard seed. Now, if you're a gardener or someone who knows a thing or two about plants and gardens, I can see a few people here um, that that applies to, then you might know something about the mustard seed. Now, I didn't know a lot, so I read up a little bit about it. There are different varieties but the thing about this tiny, tiny seed that you can see in the top corner there uh, is that when it's planted, it really grows. It really, really spreads. And there's a word that people who know about plants say about it, and they say it's invasive, which means it takes over. It's like almost like it's contagious, it's infectious. And sometimes we use those words about things that are bad, but here... We're talking about something that is good. We're talking about what life looks like when God is here. You see, when people experience the kingdom of God, when people experience the goodness of God, they want more because it's just so good. God is good. There is nothing that is not good 
about God. So this morning, just briefly, I want us to think about three things about that come from this story. And the first of this is this, that God's kingdom grows in us. So Jesus says, when you follow me and you let my Holy Spirit live in you and you know that I am your king and you live with me and you want to live in the way that I know is best for you, when you and the Holy Spirit are on the same team, I will grow something in you that is far bigger than you ever imagined. And what, grow, what God grows in us as we follow him are the fruits of the Spirit. Now, I know some of you guys in kids know what those are. Anyone want to shout out some of the fruits of the Spirit? Patience? Have a go. Have a go. Not quite oranges, but oranges are a fruit. And do you know what? We have done some things before where we have used actual fruit and we've talked about the fruit of the Spirit. So it's exactly the same kind of thing. Have you? Love and joy, patience. Almost, happiness, goodness. Let's say goodness, Rosie. Hope, do you know what? Hope is part of all of those things. Any others? Kindness, yes. Peace, gentleness, all those things. God grows all of those things in us as we cooperate with him and the Holy Spirit. And who wouldn't want more of those things? Who wouldn't want those things to spread in us and then out of us? So these are all signs of God's kingdom growing in us. I can see some people who are going through all of the fruits of the Spirit. I know some of you know a song, don't you, about that? You can tell us later, Abby. Tell us later. Okay, and as adults, what we sometimes talk about when we, we, we're thinking about the fruit of the Spirit, we talk about spiritual formation, doing the work of looking at ourselves and cooperating with the Holy Spirit so that we start to look a bit more like Jesus. And if we're honest, sometimes we can feel a bit stuck, like we're just living the same kind of lives, making the same mistakes, having the same old soundtrack kind of going on in our heads. And if you feel like you have not grown for a while, and there's no shame in that, stuff happens, we would love to pray for you. If you want more of the kingdom of God to grow in you, we would love to pray for you this morning. If you don't know Jesus and you want to step into the kingdom of God and say yes to him this morning, we would love to pray for you. So Jesus says that God's kingdom starts off really, really small in us. And then as we follow Jesus and allow his Holy Spirit to invade us, remember that good sense of the word, to fill us up, it becomes bigger in us and then it impacts everyone we meet. So when God grows in us, if we let him, uh, something that is beautiful happens, something that is life-giving happens, not just for us, but for everyone around us. So the kingdom of God is this life-changing thing, this experience that we receive and then we give away to other people. And if you were here a couple of weeks ago when Libby was talking about the kingdom of God, she talked about the fact that we're living in the now and the not yet of the kingdom. Like we see it here, it's here in the coming of Jesus, it's here, but it's not yet fully here until he comes again. And so we hold this tension as we walk about our daily lives. But we are invited, if we know Jesus, to 
usher in, to call to other people, come and see. Come and see the kingdom of God that I am experiencing. Come and see. That's our invitation, to draw other people in and say, do you want a taste of this? This is what I'm experiencing. Come and see. So God's kingdom grows in us. And the second thing is that God's kingdom then grows through us. So how does that happen? As we keep in step with the Holy Spirit and we listen and watch for what he is saying to us as we go about our every day. And God's kingdom can start in the very small, like that mustard seed. It might start in a conversation you have with someone as you bump into them down the street. It might start as you listen to someone as they pour out how they're feeling. It might start in an act of kindness where you give something to somebody and that sparks a conversation. It might happen when you hear God nudge you to go and chat with someone or to go and pray with someone who's not very well or who's feeling lonely. In all those different ways, the kingdom of God spreads from something small to something larger. We might not know what that looks like for that person, but we've planted that seed and something happens. Now, on Wednesday, um, lots of you will know that um, I get, I'm involved with Grow Baby. And on, this last week at, on, at Grow Baby, um, I just happened to ask one of the mums there how she was. And she said she was really, really stressed. And so we asked, I asked her a little bit more about why that was, what was going on for her. And she talked a bit. And part of what was going on for her was that she wasn't very well. So in that moment, we had a quiet moment. And I said to her, um, can I pray for you? Can I, can I pray for... She was getting really bad headaches. Can I pray for your head? So um, she said yes. And so I was able to lay my hand on her and we prayed for her. And as we prayed, the Holy Spirit fell on her. Like, you know, sometimes we see, can see outward signs of the Holy Spirit um, moving on people. So her eyelids were really fluttering. She just had this peace that just kind of just like like fell on her, and she started just crying. And we chatted a bit more, um, and, you know, I asked her how she was doing, and uh, she said, oh, I want to come back on Saturday. Can I come back and get involved? I want to be part of the team. I was like, yes, come back. She came on Saturday. She'd been around a few times before. She came on Saturday, and um, she, she just mucked in. She did everything that everyone on the team does, uh, and she loved it. And... Um, she just, at the end of the session, she gave me a little note. She said, please don't open this until I've gone. Uh, and this note was just the most lovely note, just saying, I was really touched by you praying for me. I, I'm not quite sure what happened, but I, I can sense the love in this place. I don't know what is going to happen after that, but I do know that something happened for her in that moment. She experienced something of the kingdom of God in that moment, and she loved it. It's like she wanted more. I'm so excited. Like, she's going to be mucking in and getting stuck in, and we'll get to see and taste a little bit more of the kingdom of God as we just go about serving people in our local community. The kingdom of God spreads. It's like it's contagious. It's like you catch it. You catch a scent of it. You kind of catch a whiff of it, and, and you want some more. And I don't know about you, but I want the kingdom of God to grow in me. I want it to grow in my friends, in my families, in my neighbours, in the people that I, I meet, 
in our communities. I want Chelmsford to look different because I know we're not all in Chelmsford, wherever you live. I want all our communities to look different because we are experiencing something in the kingdom of God and it's oozing out of us, all right? And we're ushering people in. We're saying, come and taste, come and see and inviting them in because it's good news. The kingdom of God is good and people are desperate for good news. So let's keep our eyes open. Let's keep our ears open. Let's be expectant for God to use us in the everyday. Let's ask him, Lord, what are you doing today? How, you know, can I jo- how can I join in with what you're doing already? God is doing stuff already, all right? We haven't got to make God do things. He is already at work in our communities. It's just our role is to go, God, what are you doing? How can I join in? So these Small, small things that perhaps seem insignificant can grow into something far bigger than we've ever imagined. So the three things, God's kingdom grows in us, God's kingdom grows through us, and then thirdly, and we've touched on this a little bit already, just where people have been talking about how they found the camping weekend. God's kingdom is for all of us. So in those verses we read, it said, when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So Jesus says the kingdom of God is for everyone. And he gives us this picture of birds coming to perch. And what I imagine is something a little bit like this, like all different kinds of birds coming to perch um, in the mustard tree. I don't know if that's absolutely true, but that's, I, I love that picture. Anybody and everybody can become part of this family um, as we kind of follow Jesus. Um, everybody is welcome, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done or not done, no matter your life experience, your background, the color of your skin, your age, your um, gender, come. We see it in the life of Jesus. He welcomes people, people that were on the outside, um, people who were right on the periphery of society, Jesus said, come, and he got in trouble for it. Um, if you feel like you don't fit in, come. If you are fearful, come. If you feel um, broken, if you're homeless, if you feel pushed out on the edges, come, come, come. That's his invitation, come. Um, come and experience the person of Jesus. Come and experience the love and the goodness of God. That is what the kingdom of God is like. So these birds in the tree are all of us, but they're also all of those that we will invite. It's a picture for us to invite other people in because this is the good news of the kingdom, that everyone is welcome. So those three things, the kingdom of God, God grows his kingdom in us, he grows his kingdom through us, and his kingdom is for all of us. Okay, why don't we pray? Okay, um, it's hot in here. Does anyone need a little stand-up? Are you all right? I just want to stay, stay seated so you don't move as little as possible. It's up to you. Do what you need to do, <laughs> but be alert. Okay, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, would you come? Come and fill us. Come and be in this place. Would you grow your kingdom in us? May we look more and more like you because we have been with you.
And may other people see that. May other people see that we have been with you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, come.